Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have Microsoft proceeding in its acquisition of Activision, Teamsters, eyes extending wins from UPS elsewhere, corporate and tax firms, eye energy tax credit practices, and Wall Street Bets mod loses suit against Reddit. Let's bet on ourselves and our own collective ability to get through today's legal news. On this day in legal history in 1909, the 16th Amendment was passed, which gave Congress the power to collect income taxes and me the power to have a career. Passed in 1909, the 16th Amendment was ratified on February 3rd, 1913. This came after a series of economically destabilizing events, including a period of economic disparity between Eastern industries and farmers in the South and West post-Civil War. The first federal income tax had been imposed in 1861 to fund the Civil War, but it was repealed in 1872. From that point, several political organizations like the Grange and the Populist Party pushed for a graduated income tax. In 1894, a 2% tax on income over $4,000 was enacted as part of a tariff bill, but the Supreme Court struck it down despite having upheld the aforementioned Civil War-era income tax. Progressive Democrats and Republicans persisted in advocating for the income tax. A constitutional amendment for income tax was proposed in 1909, with conservatives believing it would fail ratification and put the issue to bed. Surprisingly, the amendment was ratified by the majority of the states, and the 16th Amendment came into effect in 1913. Despite this, in its initial year, due to numerous exemptions and deductions, only about 1% of the population paid income taxes. Ultimately, however, this decision substantially altered the American economic landscape. A California judge has allowed Microsoft to proceed with its acquisition of Activision Blizzard, despite an ongoing antitrust case led by the Federal Trade Commission. Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley rejected the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction after five days of intensive testimony. Corley affirmed that while the merger merited scrutiny, the FTC failed to prove the deal would significantly reduce competition. Microsoft's commitments to extend Call of Duty to PlayStation and Nintendo Switch and bring Activision's content to cloud gaming services were considered as factors increasing consumer access. Microsoft, Activision Blizzard, and their respective leaders expressed gratitude and optimism for the outcome. FTC spokesperson Douglas Farrer expressed disappointment and stated that the FTC would determine its next steps. However, Microsoft still faces regulatory hurdles in the UK, with the Competition and Markets Authority previously blocking the acquisition. Both CMA and Microsoft are currently negotiating possible modifications to the deal to address cloud gaming concerns. If Judge Corley's decision is not appealed by the FTC by July 14th, it could indicate the regulator might abandon the case against Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. The International Brotherhood of Teamsters' recent concessions from United Parcel Service Inc., and that's UPS, could influence the union's approach to other delivery companies like Amazon and the auto industry's Big Three. Prior to July 5th, UPS agreed to end a two-tier wage system and to equip delivery trucks with air conditioning. This outcome potentially sets a precedent for union negotiations elsewhere, despite current disputes about wages and other economic issues. The successful negotiations illustrate the union's potential to reclaim losses incurred since the late 1980s. Teamsters President Sean O'Brien plans to use this success as a selling point for Amazon workers. The union aims to present itself as an entity capable of securing strong contracts. As previously stated, these successes could influence negotiations between the United Auto Workers and Detroit's Big Three automakers, whose master contract expires in September. The union rate, though at a record low of 10.1%, is highest in the transportation and warehousing sector at 14.5%, indicating potential union interest among these workers. Tax and law firms are experiencing expansion due to the increased demand for clean energy and corporate clients seeking to capitalize on the tax credits offered by the Biden administration's Inflation Reduction Act, or Tax and Climate Law, passed in August of 2022. This law encourages companies to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and has led to a surge of interest in the clean energy sector. The law allows tax credits to cover up to 70% of a project's cost and provides a 10-year certainty for incentives. 
firms are witnessing a growing number of clients seeking assistance with multifaceted projects involving multiple technologies. Furthermore, the legislation allows tax credits to be sold or transferred to a third party. This provision has sparked a new market for clean energy developers to sell credits to any corporation looking to offset taxes, potentially increasing investments in renewable energy. The law also includes a direct pay option, which allows tax-exempt entities to receive a cash refund in lieu of a credit. In response to the increased demand, firms like Holland & Knight and Clifford Chance are expanding their clean energy expertise and resources. Holland & Knight merged with Thompson & Knight to expand its energy practice, while Clifford Chance announced a new office in Houston, a well-known energy transition capital. A lawsuit filed by Jamie Rogozinski, the founder of Wall Street Bets, against Reddit was dismissed by a U.S. judge. Rogozinski accused Reddit of unlawfully banning him from moderating Wall Street Bets and infringing upon his trademark rights. He founded Wall Street Bets, a subreddit, in 2012 and applied to trademark the name in March 2020 when the community reached 1 million subscribers. That community now has 14 million subscribers. However, the judge rejected Rogozinski's claim, stating he doesn't own the Wall Street Bets trademark and dismissed his state law claims related to his ouster, indicating he lacked the standing to sue. Reddit termed Rogozinski's lawsuit a transparent attempt to enrich himself. And with that, I thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you'll even more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, you can find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew and my co-host Gina is at Gina. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and do not represent those of any organization we may be affiliated with. Nothing here should be construed as legal advice because it is not legal advice. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, remember, the only thing separating you from your dreams is common sense, good judgment, and a robust body of securities regulations.